Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Try to tie the game on the last play of regulation. It's no good, and the Jets fall agonizingly short. In the NFL, man, no matter what your record is, the margin of winning and losing is so small. 10-5, touchdown! To win the game in overtime! Throws it over the middle. That's intercepted. Into the end zone, and the Jaguars have beaten the Cowboys in overtime. Ramondre Stevenson pitches it backwards. Jacoby Myers spinning around. He throws it to Chandler Jones in midfield. We've seen our fair share of things, but I have not seen that one. Towards the end zone. Yes, goal! Oh, my goodness. Good Monday morning to you and yours. It is Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Got Keyshawn Johnson, Courtney Cronin, Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, also ESPNU. Don't forget to click more in the lower right-hand corner, then scroll down to live radio, and that's where you can find us presented by Progressive Insurance. And how much of another wild week in the NFL will affect the rankings when it comes to Keyshawn's best in the NFL? That comes your way in about 10 minutes. Speaking of being affected, Key, Jerry Jones warned everybody last week as a Cowboys owner, hey, I'm really concerned about uh, Dak Prescott and those uh, interceptions. We can't have those uh, early interceptions. That affects the ball club. And then Dak has two interceptions yesterday, including a final one at the end in overtime. They blow a 27-10 lead. They lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And key, it gave every Cowboys hater enough ammunition to say, this is why you better not trust that team when they get in the playoffs. No, that's so true. Me and Stephen A were texting back and forth, and all he could do is just laugh. Did you see his video, by the way, with the cowboy hat on? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. He's going to be on one this morning. That was last uh, night he had. He couldn't wait. (laughs) Yeah, oh, he can't wait. When he's on first take here in a little bit, he's going to – I'm sure him and Michael Irvin will be having some real interesting conversations about the Cowboys. Look, the Cowboys defense have got to show up. But let's move on from the defense and talk about these interceptions. Mm-hmm. The first interception, Dak kind of overthrew Schultz a little bit there. He was being pressured, floating to his right. You, you, you look at that and you go, okay, I get it. A lot of quarterbacks throw interceptions and still be successful in this league. The second one in, in the overtime situation, that was not on Dak Prescott. That was on Noah Brown, the receiver. If he does his job and catches the football with his hands and not try to catch it with his elbows or his forearms for, so that and if he stays parallel to the yard marker opposed to floating two or three yards beyond that, you don't even have this situation. Dak Prescott threw it low and outside so he could protect him away from the defender, and yet and still this happens and he gets the blame for it. And I know how Cowboy fans and haters feel about Dak Prescott. 
they have been the highest scoring offense since he since he took over for Cooper Rush coming back off his injury. They've got to get things turned around and worry about the Philadelphia Eagles and put this loss to Jaguars behind them. And if they can do that and continue to carry some sort of momentum in the playoffs, they may have a shot. And if not, they'll be one and done. Yeah, Dak's not thrilled about the interceptions right now, and I know he's taking accountability for it, Key. Yesterday, though, he was pretty perturbed about all of the tipped passes that mm-hmm. you know he's talking about how you see other quarterbacks throwing the ball right to the receiver's stomach, and you know his ball is the one that's getting tipped, and it got picked you know multiple times, and this is not normal with someone like Dak Prescott. I know that Jerry Jones has expressed concern about it, and his 11 interceptions this season are are mostly an anomaly. I mean, he had 13 in 2017, but this is not who he is on a regular basis. So does it regress to the mean, or is this a sign of a more troubling trend and maybe some cracks in the Cowboys' armor? It's clear that they need wide receiver help, and they've been trying to find it. They've been trying to do whatever they can to bring guys in to put around Dak Prescott, so this is not an issue. But at the end of the day, this falls onto the quarterback's shoulders because you shouldn't have been in a situation where your team is up 27-10 in the third quarter and you, the offense can't protect a lead. Now, of course, the series of events that happened when Trevor Lawrence hit Zay Jones and the interception happens, they score again quickly, that's on Dallas's defense, which certainly is not absolved of any blame here. And we can go back multiple weeks to the blown lead in Green Bay and then what happened last week with them just barely scraping by this Houston Texans team that has one win this season. Um, it's just, it's troubling. And, and I think yeah. that there is yeah. a lot to be alarmed about with the Dallas Cowboys. Now, do I think it's at DEFCON level five? Probably not. But right now, this Close. doesn't look like a team that's going to go far in the postseason because the troubling trends that we're seeing, it's not just a one-week thing. We have a pretty decent sample size now in the back portion of the season since Dak has been back playing quarterback after the thumb injury that leads you to believe that – Something isn't right with this group, and they don't know how to fix it right now. Courtney, Courtney there's, there's, there's three things that you have on the offensive side of the ball in the second half of games, right? Mm-hmm. You have what they call uh, protecting a lead offense. Mm-hmm. You have uh, four-minute offense, and you have two-minute offense, whether you're winning or losing from a two-minute standpoint. And the Cowboys have got to work on the protecting the league offense. Because they haven't been able to do that. They just haven't been able to protect their leads and having teams coming, you know, make it close for whatever reason or get caught in a situation like they did against the Jacksonville Jaguars where you're in the second half and you got a lead, but you can't extend the lead. You can't score touchdowns. You're either kicking field goals or you're going three and out, six and out, things of that nature. You can't continue to do that and expect to make a run into the playoffs. Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy have to sit their butts down and figure out when we got 10 minutes to go in a game and we're up by X amount of points, here's what we need to be doing. Our defense isn't playing well right now. Do we get a ball to Zeke more? Do we we use Pollard more? Do we run more screens? Whatever it is, they need to figure it out. Keyshawn Johnson, Cody Cronin, Freddie Coleman, or Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. And when it comes to the Cowboys, Rex Ryan, ESPN NFL analyst, when he joined us last hour, he said, if you trust the Cowboys, 
Dak Prescott's far from being the reason this team's struggling. What happened to your vaunted defense? They gave up over 500 yards to Jacksonville, almost 200 yards rushing on the ground. They act like they're the 85 Bears on defense. They're not even close. They can't hold that team's jock. And that's the bigger issue here. That team's soft. You've got Micah Parsons, their best player, talking about, well, next week when we play the Eagles. The game doesn't even matter next week because you couldn't handle your business against Jacksonville. We overvalue this football team. We talk about Dan and Quinn like he's the next Buddy Ryan as a defensive coach. He's not close. You've got, you've got Kellen Moore. You, everybody raised about him. We got Everything is, hey, these guys are phenomenal. No, they're not. Just because they have a star in their helmet, this team is up and down, and they don't have that killer instinct to put teams away. And we're going to trust this team in the playoffs? I'm not. Kate, you brought us something about three le- different levels when it comes to the team. You have the prevent offense, the four-minute offense, and the two-minute offense. Any team that is worth their weight and salt, I don't question their identity because when the Eagles do it, I know what they're going to do. The Bills do it, I know what they're going to do. 49ers do it, I know what they're going to do. Kansas City does, I know what they're going to do. With Dallas, to your point, that's still mixing and matching when they should not be doing that. Based on that, even though they're 10-4, how much trust do you have in the team that you played for and you know their organization pretty well? You know, I feel like they're going to do it, but based on – not knowing the identity when you get into the fourth quarter in crucial situations where you got a lead like this and you're surrendering the lead, it makes me question on whether or not I'm I'm supposed to be all in with you or I'm supposed to be like the rest of the doubters that's out there on whether or not you can protect the lead. But this more is about the defensive side of the ball at this point sure. as well, where the offense, just get some first downs. Chew up the clock, get me some first downs. Switch the field position. Now you put the onus on the defense to slow Trevor Lawrence and company down because you know what they're going to be doing. They're going to be throwing the football. And I understand there's injuries. You know, there's Armstrong who got injured and then missing Brown at the corner spot. And there's been some, some injuries that have happened to them. But when you are Michael Parsons and you are touted as the next Lawrence Taylor Von Miller, guess what happens with the Aaron Donalds and those guys? They pin their ears back and they go get the guy with the football. The guy with the football is number 16 with the long hair. He doesn't have a chance to even think because they're on him like that. And so that's where Michael Parsons has to take his game to the next level. When the offense is struggling, you now need to say, you know what, man, we're getting ready to take this to the next level. You know, I played with a guy in Simeon Rice coming off the edge and Derrick Brooks coming off the edge. When our offense struggled and we wasn't, you know, making hay, they say, man, we got this. Don't worry. We're going to give you a short field. And they go out there and they actually did it. So that's all I'm saying, that Michael Parsons has to now take the next step because guess who's coming to town? Guess who's coming to town? Big Bad Eagles. Mm. Yeah, the big, the big Bad Eagles <laughs> and the same guy in Jalen Hurts that you questioned if he was a legitimate MVP. Yeah, the same guy you were talking about a week early seemed like his attention wasn't exactly focused entirely on the Jaguars last week when he was commenting on Jalen Hurts and you know the MVP race and everything that's coming up on Christmas Eve but you know to your point key the offense did what it needed to do to try to fight back in the fourth quarter but those turnovers didn't help like my only problem with this Dallas defense is that on a consistent basis, they're getting gashed against the run. 192 yards yesterday against Jacksonville. This is a common trend for them, and this is clearly like their Achilles heel. But on top of that, 
you know, this is a 6-8 and eight Jaguars team. This is not one of the best teams in the NFL. They're a growing group, yet you're looking, you're looking at someone like Zay Jones, who scored three touchdowns yesterday on passes from Trevor Lawrence, looking like the second coming. Right, he's nice, yeah. but he's nice, Courtney, but he's not that and nice. That's, Courtney, and that's my problem with it. Like, what is Courtney. this defense? Like, do we, we want to, like, laud them for being at the top of the NFL, but rec- in recent weeks – there are a lot of holes that you can poke in what they're doing. There's holes that you can poke schematically in the adjustments that they have not been able to make late in games, and that's why you're seeing a 27-10 lead become an absolute meltdown by the Dallas defense in the third quarter. Yeah, somebody was texting me yesterday, and it was like, the league, man. said They mm-hmm. let Zay Jones score three touchdowns on them. That doesn't even make any sense. And this was a guy who actually plays in the NFL. It just was funny to hear you say that and then hear Freddie say what he said. Like, literally, you let Zay Jones score three touchdowns on you. Put it this we're way. not talking about yeah. Kristen Kirk right. or anybody like that. We, we're talking about Zay Jones mm-hmm. scored three touchdowns and not, on you. And not belittling him or demeaning no, him? No, not at all. But, not at all. But if, you're a but top if I'm player, Trayvon Diggs, right. that I guy got can't that. beat you. Right. I, can't, I can't have that happen. And not that it was on Trayvon or anything like that, mm-hmm. but you got A.J. Brown coming to town. And Ooh, Michael Parsons yeah. needs to eliminate whoever's on the offensive line. He needs to eliminate them. And Trayvon Diggs, he needs to make sure that A.J. Brown eliminate him completely. I got him. He ain't going to have no catches on me. That's what needs to happen, that mentality, for it to be a true Super Bowl defense. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app and ESPN U, Courtney Cronin and Keyshawn Johnson and Freddie Coleman. Sean and the Washington, D.C. area wants to weigh in about Dak and the trust and the Cowboys at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Big Sean, what you got? Hey, Freddie, I want to pick two things. I want to piggyback what you said. When you see in that critical moments like that overtime, you see – uh, Patrick Mahomes drop back. You see Josh Allen drop back. You even see Jalen Hurts drop back. You don't have that, that angst in you. When you see Dak drop back, you just – I've seen this movie before. In the movie that I've seen before, he wore number nine, Tony Romo. And the same thing you say, Key, but at the same, when you playing and you throw those critical in, uh, interceptions, you putting your defense back out there, they tied. And then you're not running the ball. So I blame – the blame go a lot on Dak, but I still blame the coaching – and like you say, Trayvon got to lock that up. And I don't know. I, I just my deep my I said we in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm looking for one weekend, then I'll be turning the basketball. <laughs> he's already given up. Wow, he's already given up. I'll say this about and Keyshawn, you made this point, and it's very very astute in terms of in the playoffs. You just don't know what's going to happen in a one and done situation. People are going to attach that to the Dallas Cowboys because they've seen. What has happened before? They saw it happen last year, where they were just completely out coaching, didn't know like they, they didn't look like they didn't even have any playoff experience, even though they had guys in the team that had done that losing to San Francisco. But also go back to a game they lost to the Green Bay Packers, where Aaron Rodgers made one of the great throws in history of the NFL playoffs, and people say, "Oh, they can't get it done." Sometimes a team on the other side is going to be better than you, but if you're Dallas, you can't help that team be better the than good, you, and that's concerning. The good thing is their matchup. If they stay at five and Tampa stays at four. It favors the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, they that's can't the block good anybody. thing. Yeah. They may get out of Tampa alive. Well, we'll see who can get out alive when it comes to Keyshawn's rankings. Part of Keyshawn, J1 Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All right, brother Keyshawn, you always give it to us. The best teams in the NFL when it comes to Week 15. Now, I haven't been on the show in a while. Do we go from one to five or five to one? I just, 
Oh, six well, to one. So we six. go from six first, so we go backwards. What? Yeah, we, we, we mix it up a little bit. Every now and then, I might have 18, okay. eight teams. I might have 10, seven. This was, for some weird reason, I just felt like looking at everybody, there's only six teams deserving okay. for me to even be able to really have a conversation this weekend about them or this past weekend about them. And I'm going to start at number six. Number six. Number six, Courtney, you covered this team very well for many years in the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota raced a 33-point deficit against the Jeff Fighting Saturdays in the <laughs> Indianapolis Colts and took care of business no matter how you want to slice it. I understand their defense is suspect. I get it. But the offensive side of the ball reminds me of an old Kansas City Chief team that went to the Super Bowl several years ago and won the Super Bowl with a defense played well in the playoffs and got hot, but the offense continued to just click, click along, and you saw what Minnesota was able to do in the second half offensively with Kirk Cousins. They sit at number six. Number five. Many people would probably say that I got this team ranked a little low in the San Francisco 49ers because of their defense. But look, man, being ranked fifth in my out of six teams, that's not bad. They took care of business against Seattle. Brock Purdy did exactly what we thought he would do, which is manage the game, be very efficient, not turn the football over, find the open receivers, and the defense dominated the way that they're supposed to. They're going to be a tough out come playoff time. San Francisco sits at five. Number four. A red-hot Cincinnati Bengal team walks into Tampa Bay and unleashes on them. Hey, at the end of the day, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't do themselves any good by Tom Brady playing the way that he played. And I know I'm not supposed to talk bad about Tom Brady. I'm only supposed to praise Tom Brady. But all the praise goes to Joe Burrow in the Cincinnati Bengals in this situation. They, too, erased the 17-point lead and came and got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and ran away with it. They're going to be one of the hottest teams walking into the playoffs. Number three. Number three, the Buffalo Bills. We all watched this game on Saturday night. It was cold just watching it. The Miami Dolphins gave them everything they had. They gave them all. They heated up the seats on the bench. They decided that, hey, we was going to actually come up to Archer Park and play a football game. But the Buffalo Bills continued to fight, and they they fought all the way to the end until they got the W. Now, what does that mean? It means this to me. If they hold on to the number one seed and teams have to go into Buffalo to play, it's going to be a tough place to play. But Buffalo has to get things changed and turned around because there's going to be certain offenses like Cincinnati that they'll be seeing here soon, like the Kansas City Chiefs that'll be coming in there that won't play like Miami or play a little bit different. So they got to be aware of that they sit at three. Number two. Speaking of Kansas City, James, be quiet, be happy. You're sitting at number two. <laughs> Even though you were in a dogfight against the Houston Texans, you got out of there with a W. And I don't understand why people question the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes' offense and what they're doing without Tyreek Hill because they're still explosive. Guys like McKinney can still run. Kelsey is still part of the team. He's still the top tight end in the National Football League. They still have Andy Reid. Oh, and by the way, Eric Bieniemy was actually calling plays yesterday. I've seen him many times on television where he was actually holding up the play call sheet and his mouth was moving where Andy Reid's wasn't. So hats off to them sitting at number two. Number one. And number one, the Philadelphia Eagles. It didn't look pretty against the Chicago Bears. Jalen Hurts had two interceptions, three on the ground, touchdown. So, look, they're still the number one seed in the NFC. As I like to say, you are what your records say you are. Every now and then, top teams will play down the competition and make it look a certain way and make you think 
that they could potentially lose a football game. And Chicago fights hard. They're playing hard. It's going to be interesting to see what the Bears do with all the money and draft picks in the future. So right now, the Eagles 1, Chiefs 2, Bills 3, Bengals 4, 49ers 5, and the Vikings sit at 6. All these teams have 10 or more wins in the National Football League, and they all won yesterday. Yeah, I like it. I think to your point about the Eagles, because I was at that game, uh, Bears-Eagles covering it for ESPN.com yesterday, I don't think there's a more complete team in the NFL, not just NFC, in the NFL than the Philadelphia Eagles. And for me, it's like the conversation we're not even having right now about why this team is so good. They had like three players with two sacks each. That defensive line rotation is what's going to carry you in the postseason on the defensive side of the ball because the amount of pressure that they're able to generate and how quickly they do it because guys are so fresh, I feel like that's the most underrated storyline when it comes to this Eagles defense, maybe from like a national perspective because you know when I covered the Vikings in 2017 when they had the number one defense, the reason they got all the way to the NFC Championship game wasn't what was happening on offense and the lightning that they caught on the bottle with in, with Case Keenum, it was that defensive line rotation. So the fact that, that team remains at number one, of course, give Jalen Hurts his flowers. I mean, I already said he's my MVP candidate key, but gosh, defensively, what they're doing up front with their front seven in the rotation, that's remarkable. And I just wanted to say like one more point about Buffalo. Is it a little alarming or just like a little bit of an anomaly of how well that defense lets Miami run the ball. I mean, first off, Miami doesn't run the ball very well to begin with, yet they're averaging this past game 7.5 yards per rush. Maybe that's a a byproduct of of the weather and knowing that they were going to commit to that during the snow portion of the game. But that, to me, would be the only hole that I could probably poke in Buffalo's resume right now because when Josh Allen is playing like someone from another planet – you're going to get outcomes like this where they come back and win a game. Yeah, also, the Bobby offensive line is pretty good, especially in the middle where they would run at the middle of Buffalo Bills defense and not having Vaughn Miller where you can game plan against other people. It's a valid point why that should be alarm for the Buffalo Bills. But going back to the Eagles point, what you said, Corey, about that front seven, Herm Everett's throwing not too long ago. He's going to join us at the top of 9 o'clock. ESPN NFL analyst, former NFL coach and player. People don't realize this. The Eagles front seven, they have 55 sacks. Mm-hmm. We talk about the Cowboys, talk about the 49ers and other defenses. But those dudes, those customers, have 55 sacks. They get it from a variety of people getting after pressure and getting after the quarterback. Keys Rankings brought to you by Dell for your small business needs. Call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Speaking of Tina Herman, was used to coach the New York Jets. Did Zach Wilson show enough to – let me try that again. Let's take two. Did Zach Wilson show enough to show that he no longer needs to be at the kids' table? That's all, folks. It should be all, but it won't be all. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Lions hold on to beat the Jets. Cook back in the 10, to the 5, yes. to the end zone, touchdown Detroit Lions! So far, the last few games, given a lot of hope back to the Detroit Lions people. 20-17, Greg Zerline's 58-yard field goal attempt at the gun, no good for New York. As a team, what came through was in critical moments, man, especially there at the end of the game, we, we came up huge. No good! No good! Missed it to the left! Oh my! Is that Zach Wilson singing in the background of the Jets? If he's boys to men, yeah. <laughs> well, they're hoping that boy can be a man at a certain point of quarterback. I am a boy, Damon. With Keyshawn Johnson and Courtney Cronin, I'm Freddie Coleman. Here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, along with boys to men, singing a little silent night on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80, don't forget about us on ESPN U, presented buddy. by Progressive Insurance. Now that Keyshawn's done conducting, for once a Jets team lost a game, but it wasn't exactly Zach Wilson's fault. He had a chance to start the being bench for three games. He was 18 to 35 for 317 yards, two touchdowns, but a costly interception in the third quarter. Robert Sala, the Jets head coach, what did you think about Zach being back in the lineup? The ebbs and flows of the game. I thought he had a really good first half. Uh, third quarter uh, hit some adversity, and then uh, thought he finished strong. Um, gave us a chance to kick a, a game time kick, but um, unfortunately, it didn't work out. Key, I've said this before and I'll say it again. As you snickering and snickering, I know why you're snickering. The Jets will give him every opportunity to get back in their good graces because you take that guy with the second pick in the draft, he has to prove that he will eventually fail, even though many people keep believing right now that he did not show enough to prove he should be back being the starting quarterback of the New York Jets. You know, I think he, like, like Coach said, he gave him an opportunity at times. He did some good stuff. Third quarter, hit a little bit of a, 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 a roadblock. You know, played a little bit better in the fourth. But based just based on watching him and watching his body language and his teammates' body language and just some of the things and looking at, you know, guy get hits on the ground, the lineman don't come over and just snatch him up off the – it's just certain things that I look for in the game. It's okay. like I don't know if – his teammates are buying into him. But here's what I would say. Whether Mike White comes back and plays on Thursday or not, or whether Mike White plays at all again this year, Zach Wilson will be in a competition next spring into the summer. He'll be in a competition with somebody. If it's Mike White or or or, or uh, Baker Mayfield or whoever <laughs> that's available, he won't walk into training camp as a clear-cut number one wide uh, quarterback like he did when they drafted him, Courtney. 
No, and I mean, he doesn't deserve to. And even though he did have good moments yesterday, I think that there's still times that, you know, make you think, can he really run this offense? Because... He had the big plays. Obviously, there was the there was a forty yard touchdown to C.J. Uzoma. Um, you know, he had the two thirty three yard passes to Garrett Wilson. Like, there's some good moments there. But when you ask him to operate from the pocket, he looks lost. I don't feel mm-hmm. like he can really operate within the confines of this offense to let you think that he's going to be your answer at the position going forward indefinitely. So. If you have a guy who is, you know, airmailing balls over the middle of the field, taking unnecessary sacks when he doesn't need to, I don't think that you confidently can say, yeah, he's done enough to earn his job back, despite the fact that he threw for 317 yards and two touchdowns. Now, to your point, Key, because they do have that short week against the Jacksonville Jaguars, I don't think anybody's going to clear Mike White for that because we know with the rib injury, he didn't get medical clearance, and it just feels like it's probably too short uh, of timing for that to happen. The Jets right now are playing their way out of playoff contention, and that's unfortunate because their window to win right now is right now, and this defense specifically was built to contend right now. But if if this is a situation, if they lose this week and then you've got the final two weeks where you're kind of out of it, I think you play Zach Wilson the rest of the year to get a better sample size to know what that quarterback competition is going to look like and what it's going to require to push Zach Wilson in 2023. Because you don't give up on a second-round pick at quarterback after two years. I mean, there's just too much fine. There's too many finances tied into that, too many guarantees in his contract to where you can justify doing that as a franchise. So he'll have a chance going into 2023 to prove he's the guy. But so far, I don't feel like we've seen enough to know that he's either turned a corner you know, been able to right his wrongs playing in one game where he had some good moments, but some that make you scratch your head, including that pick six in the second half against Detroit. You know what, Freddie, yeah. you, you, you're a Jet fan. And, but mm-hmm. So when you look at the football game, right. you see him throw the touchdown to Nuzoma. I think I said his name right. Yep. Oh, um, yeah, you got it. And, and you say to yourself, wow, what a great play, what a great throw. If the, defender's in, if the defender just turns his damn head, it's an interception. So when they're watching film, they're looking at that as a coaching staff, and they're saying that's late. Mm -hmm. That's a late throw because you're throwing all the way back across the field. That ball needs to come out a lot sooner. Or you look at the long ball, uh, I believe it was to uh, Garrett Wilson. Wilson. Garrett Wilson. It was like a punt. It was like a punt. If the defender didn't lose sight of where the ball was, that's another possible interception or a bat down. So there's some throws there that he needs to get corrected, and I'm sure they'll teach him on the teaching tape, hey, man, you got to get rid of the ball right here. Well, Those are the sort of things that people don't understand going inside the building that the coaches get frustrated at. Not that he completed the ball, not that it was a touchdown, but what if. It's about the what ifs. Right, because what you if want, this happened? Yeah, you want to make sure, to your point, by the Keyshawn Johnson, Courtney Cronin, Freddie Coleman, and Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, also on that final drive where he makes that throw to get him in field goal position, but he missed two open receivers on that drive. He missed yeah. Barrios and Wilson wide open in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Those are the kind of things that – Well, Barrios has got to catch that football, man. Well, well, Barrios had to catch the football as well for Mike White in the end zone against Minnesota. We're having yeah. a different conversation. Yeah, I ain't letting him off the hook. No, we're not – I'm not I, letting yeah, him off yeah. the hook. There, there were certain plays that your receivers got to bail your quarterback, but your quarterback's got to do a better job with this offense. And here's why I say that. As much as we can look at the wild plays – at a certain point, I don't care about the three-pointers that you make. You'll make those one out of three times. Stop missing layups. And that's been the problem with Zach Wilson. And you know what the worst part of Zach Wilson is going to be? 
They're going to run into a team in Jackson on Thursday where that quarterback now is not missing layups, called Trevor Lawrence, in the same draft class as Zach Wilson. That's going to be more of a referendum for the New York Jets to say, man, we decided to put our eggs in the basket of Zach Wilson. Meanwhile, we weren't going to get Trevor Lawrence anyway. But we thought by year two he would look a lot better than what he looks now. And, yeah, he's been injured. He's been out of the lineup, all those kind of things. But when you sell people, Key and Courtney, that this is the guy we want, we decided that we didn't want Trey Lance. We decided that we didn't want Justin Fields. We decided we didn't want Mac Jones. This is the guy from BYU. The last thing you need is to have people saying, man, this is not the guy, because then what are you going to do about it, Key and Courtney, if you're the New York Jets and you got a quarterback competition with a guy that you sold everybody, this is a franchise quarterback in Zach Wilson? Yeah, well, I don't know who they window, would. Then I think you have to bring somebody in, right, Keith? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I wonder who they would, you know, I've been thinking about that. I wonder who would be out there worth, I mean, like Jimmy Derek G. Derek Garoppolo. Derek Carr could be available. Yeah. Well, see, if, if it's Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo, then Zach Wilson's going to sit on the bench. That's, it's, that, that it, mm-hmm. you know, that's not even going, that wouldn't even be fair because Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo are better than Zach Wilson. I'm just talking about somebody that is around his age, so to speak, a couple okay. years in the league that's young enough. Because okay. those veteran guys are certainly being, being brought Mayfield? in to start. Baker could, Mayfield could be he interesting. Could be on, he could be on the on the, on the you know, list next year. And, and the thing is, if that he's could, a Michael Floor system, that's coming from that same sort of tree, so that might be it, a good spot for him to be. It, believe yeah, if, you're Jets, if you're a Jets, if you're a you got to oh win, lord, you, yeah. Baker Mayfield in New yeah. York. I know, but put it this way: if you're a Jets and you believe you got a win now defense and you got win now wide receivers, you don't have a win now quarterback, and that's an issue. And yeah, so, so you go and get a car. You, you go you and get to. you go and get a Jimmy G at that point for sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, and if you if that's going to if be if Kirk the case. Cousins becomes available, you know, you go and get that guy. Based on what we've seen with Kirk Cousins, he's not going to be available. He's not going to be in the market. The Vikings are not going to park with him. But will the Jets park with Zach Wilson? Even if it's the right kind of progress after this season, we'll see exactly how they fill that pocket one way or the other. Great stuff from Keyshawn Johnson, Courtney Cronin. I'm Freddie Coleman of Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPNU. We switch our gears to the NBA. And how do you get hurt? When nobody hey, touched man, you. Hey, man, hey, man, hey, man, That's what? not my problem. That's your team's problem. What? That's next. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Media. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN2. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. 
The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Happy holidays to you and yours from us here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max with Keyshawn Johnson, Courtney Cronin. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPNU. And don't forget to click more on the lower right-hand corner, then scroll down to live radio, and that's where you can find KJM presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm so disappointed in you. Why are you disappointed in me for? Other, you other, said Keyshawn. I said Keyshawn. No, you said Keyshawn. I didn't say Kay. We're, we're, I, you said you know, Keyshawn. We'll, we'll do like that new. We'll do like that new. Com- we'll do like that new commercial where they had like the the challenge flag for that. We'll challenge that and, and play the tape back. He said we'll Keyshawn J. I, I'm telling you what you did say, Freddie. Right, we'll put it this Pretty way. Pretty sure that's a progressive we're, commercial. So oh my god. god. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, product placement when it comes to that. Full Keyshawn. So when it comes to that, you shouldn't be disappointed in me. It's not the first time. Won't be the last time as far as that goes. Plenty of people have plenty of disappointment when it comes to the loss. Angeles Lakers, especially comes to another injury to Anthony Davis, who had been balling his you-know-what hey. off. He's expected to miss multiple weeks with a right foot injury. Let's bring in the man who played in the NBA when it comes to Kendrick Perkins. Oh, stop that. ESPN NBA analyst, also 2008 NBA champ of the Boston Celtics. Hit him on Twitter at Kendrick Perkins. KP, another instance of KP when it comes to Anthony Davis. This Lakers team has been playing well with him, getting into that right frame of mind. What about the Lakers now without him for multiple weeks? Ooh, good morning, my good people. Well, I tell you what, what about the Lakers now? The same thing I thought about them last week. Nothing. Uh, I mean, obviously they need <laughs> obviously they need AD and we wish them well. But, I mean, honestly, where was the Lakers going? I mean, they don't have the roster, right? They don't have the pieces unless they was planning on making a move. But, I mean, this is just going to set them back even more. I think the only thing that we really can say look promising right now is, I mean, LeBron James uh, is going to break. You know, he's, what, 700-plus points away from breaking the all-time score record. But, nah, seriously, I mean, Russ has been playing phenomenal. 
Uh, Dennis Schroeder, I thought he's, his energy, his impact on both ends of the floor has been great. And Thomas Bryant has showed some spurs. So, in all honesty, I, I really think the Lakers are going to be okay, though. I really do. I think they're going to be okay. I think I think that they're going to be able to keep their head or, or stay afloat, you know, around that 500 range until AD gets back. I really do. I think they're in a better position than the Warriors. Let me ask you something, uh, Kendrick, and I, and, and I know you're not a doctor and, or nothing like that, but you played in the NBA and you big man and you played a long time and you banged and you was underneath mm-hmm. the boards and all. You need to shoot no threes, but I get it. Um, <laughs> why, why, why does this keep happening to Anthony Davis? Why? why? Every single year around this time, Christmas time, all of a sudden, Something happens. Why? I mean, I'm I'm trying to figure it out too, and and it, and it's it's hard because you know all we hear about is you know how much work he put in into the off season, and you know he really worked on his body, and he's 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 really worked on his conditioning. I mean, and we we hear all these stories, but yet we've been in the same place all the time, and, and I'm I'm starting to realize that. This just might be AD. Like his body just might be one of those type of bodies that that just can't hold up. You know what I mean? Like I think every season we we really got to start expecting coming into the season that at some point AD is going to get hurt. And, and it's it's crazy to me because it's it's um he was balling, he was giving it his all. He actually was looking great. And then all of a sudden this happened. So it's like, should we start expecting this? Like, is it just that his body, something about his limbs or anything to that nature? Because, I mean, every time I watch AD, right, it's not like he's gliding up the floor like a like a Giannis Antetokounmpo or, right. you know, like he, it, it still looks like he's hurting when he runs. I mean, obviously when he's healthy. So, I mean, I think we just got to accept the fact that coming to every season, he's going to be hurt. Perk, at the start of the season, the Brooklyn Nets looked like a mess, and now a quarter of the way in, it feels like on both sides of the floor, they've started to figure things out, and that, of course, brings Kevin Durant in the center of the conversation. And I'm wondering, can you build a case for him to legitimately be in this MVP conversation? Absolutely you can. Absolutely, you can. And and KD's not on. KD's been balling. Like this is probably the best I've seen them play since he won the MVP award in Oklahoma City. Um, and that's on both ends of the floor. But look what the change of a of a leader of a coach would do. Like all of a sudden, Jock Vaughn got these guys buying into his defensive system, holding them accountable getting the best out of every single player, finally playing Cam Thomas. But, I mean, I don't know how KD couldn't be in the MVP race. Like, KD, to me, is more in the MVP race right now than Luka is. And and let me say, let me tell y'all why. Like, I keep harping on the fact that the Dallas Mavericks are sitting off Sitting at five hundred or maybe one game above five hundred, keep they keep going back and forth. There's no way in hell you could put a a guy in the MVP conversation with a team record like that. 
Like, not only do you have to be having great individual numbers, but your team got to be winning. And right now, the Brooklyn Nets are winning. Real quick, before we let you go, when it comes to big people, if I say Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic, who are you taking and why? Real quick. Man, I mean, you you know what? I I, I just had to say God bless America to Jokic's stat line last night. Uh 40, 27, and 10. I mean, like, like really, what's what's going on? That's what he had: forty points, twenty-seven rebounds, and ten assists. And I was like, "Nah, this can't be life." But you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay with Joel and B. And here's why: when it just comes to the off, the complete offensive package, like I, I mean, like no disrespect to Elijah Warren, but. Like skill wise on the offensive end, I I don't know if we've seen a center like him before. I I really don't. Mm. I really don't. He I mean he's just different. But it's close. I mean you can't go wrong with either one depending on your preference. But I'm gonna go with Joe Ellen. Okay, like I mentioned, he's always a great follow on Twitter, Kendrick Perkins, and as he likes to say, carry the hell on and do it properly when it comes to ESPN NBA analyst Kendrick Perkins. Catch my NBA countdown each and every day at 3 o'clock Eastern time on ESPN. Big Perk, have a happy holiday as well. Keep it the great work, my friend. Same to y'all, my good people. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We love having Kendrick Perkins on to talk about the NBA here in Keyshawn J. Will Max with Keyshawn Johnson and Courtney Cronin. I'm Freddie Coleman. Any concerns about the Eagles? And Anthony Davis, one person to speak on that next. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN2.